This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, our cherished friend, our wonderful listener. You are welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We are here with our friends, Gloria Osei-Bafo, Franco Pukuboyin. And my name is Emmanuel Lai. We'll be looking at a rather interesting and somewhat controversial topic, the Sabbath and creation. And I say controversial because people have had so many issues to talk about with the Sabbath, but we'll try to diverge a lot of things here today. Uh, before we go into the study, I ask Gloria to pray with us. Father, we thank you for this study. We ask that as controversial as it may sound, May you divulge your truth to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so today, the seventh day Sabbath uh, has more or less come under a lot of attacks, especially from the secular areas. And maybe we should start by understanding what the Sabbath is. Frank, can you give us an insight? In our previous study, when we were looking at the days of creation, we came to understand that God used six days in the creation period. Then we also have evidence in the scripture that after the six, the six days, there was another day, which is the seventh. And the scripture confirms that on this day, God did no work. He rested. He sanctified it and set it apart. And also told us to do same. So that is how the Sabbath comes into being. It was instituted by God right at the period of creation. Okay, so the Sabbath was instituted by God at creation. What was the purpose of the Sabbath then? Can you give us something, uh, Gloria? As a memorial of creation to depict unto us that God is the creator. It points us back to creation. That's We say that it's even directly tied to the Ten Commandments that has become the, the we should say, the constitution of Christians. And Revelation fourteen seventy three angels' message, it is directly tied to worship. And so when we the Sabbath was to be a sign, as God said, between Himself and His children, that we acknowledge that He created us. Okay, so let's go to the activity of the agent, Jesus Christ, in the creation, and we are told some specific things He did. Mm during creation, which I think is mentioned towards the end of our study. You can take us through that, please, uh, Frank. You see, in our previous study, we said that Jesus Christ has been the agent of creation. And through him, that whatever was is made was made. He is the word that God spoke, and that brought the things on earth. Now, specifically on Sabbath, we need to understand that God did three things about that very day. First, he rested on that very day. So the father he rested, it gives us a divine example for us to also rest because we are created in the image of God. Okay. Then again, God blessed that day. In the blessings, if you look at the Christian accounts critically, God blessed the animals that they should be fruitful and multiply. He blessed Adam and Eve that they should also be fruitful and multiply. There is... No other thing apart from the seventh day. So in creation, God blessed three things. The animals, Adam and Eve, and a day, which is the seventh day. 
Then God also hallowed it. You understand? So the seventh day is blessed, as as you are you are putting it. Maybe I would like to quickly look at a last part of the study we are doing, and that is looking at comparing the Revelation. 147 and then looking at uh, Exodus also 2011 and we are trying to see the commandment of Sabbath and how it links to worshiping God himself because as I said it's a big controversial people have had attacks on it maybe that worship aspect is what the devil wants to attack so let's link worshiping of God and I'll come to you grab with that one and with the Sabbath that he instituted how, how do we put the two together quickly and then we can close every deity has his own assigned day of worship like we say whatever every god has every deity has his assigned day this is the day our god gave that that is his day and it's the day he wants for worship and we cannot change it and uh, quickly on this that we say that the sabbath we some call it the hebrew sabbath no you see this whole week we are looking at creation, creation. our origin yes and everything that was created we don't talk of six days we count seven days everything that we are told in the creation account exists we see the trees we have the sea we have so what happened on the seventh day if we say that it was for the hebrew people when everything that that was created within the seven literal days we are all benefiting from okay. then we have no point in claiming that the sabbath is for the hebrew as christ rightly said the sabbath was made for man and not for the Jews alone. Amen. We'll be looking at creation and marriage, as I said. Before we go on, we'll ask Frank to pray with us. Shall we pray? Almighty Father, we are at your feet to learn of your word. We ask that you grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 And we started on a premise about how things have been changing. Glory. And you see, we have people giving different definitions to what God originally instituted and gave definitions to. How do we see marriage in today's age? Marriage is under serious attack, just as everything that pertains to our origin has been. From what we have discovered, the days, the Sabbath, now marriage. In our age, we are in a time that same-sex marriages, now you don't even know what the world has got got into we are changing legal systems just to suit uh, the same-sex marriage relationship sometimes not just and it is easy now for even in dating God's precepts concerning how proper methods to go about getting married it is now you watch movies and it seems very normal to be dating and be doing every other thing that uh, unmarried people do and they are all serving as attack on what the sanctity of marriage it is through the it is not just the institution of marriage that is being attacked here yeah also the relationship between the church and the state because the bible likens the marriage the the state um, the church as the bride of god that is the god is the bridegroom and so looking at the relationship between the church and then God. Now, there's a whole lot of, I would say, defilement in churches, doctrines, and all that. Again, there's uh, the sanctity, family life too, has been what attacked such that since we don't go by God's precepts, that is why we see a lot of societal degeneration as we see now. 
So let's go back to the original thing that God gave us, uh, Frank. From the Bible's perspective, what should marriage be? In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, the Bible reads that, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, he him. Male and female created he them. So this is the original plan of God in terms of marriage. In another sense, the Bible also says that it is not good for man to live alone. That was before the creation of Eve. We already have Adam who is a man. And God said, it is not good for man to live alone. I will create a helpmate for him. Now he creates the helpmate and the helpmate is a woman. It also gives us an idea of the original plan of marriage for mankind. So... What we have now, same-sex marriage, sex, uh, marriage with animals and the rest. We as humans, just that we want to fulfill our desires. That is why we are advocating for all this. But God's original plan is not like that. Yes, because you mentioned something, the image of God. He created us. And in the image of God, some things, uh, we have it if in the local language, emphatizing and saying. Give us an expand you know that. In the image of God, you see that that relationship between the three Godheads, they existed and they did things together in harmony. Uh-huh. And that image was what God intended for original marriage home, that there should be that unity of purpose, that harmony between the father, the, the, ma- the husband and wife, which would provide the basis for the family settings, which has also become problematic now so that image that god was also um given to us was the image between the their relationship between the three godheads that he wanted to transcend into our marriages that should be attitude that image should help us have that relationship frank on the man and the woman the relationship should be there because of god's image please give us an insight let's close let me turn it by looking at another thing which is very also important for the image it's about unity the man and the woman they become one body that is it but another thing is that when God instituted the marriage he said that be fruitful and multiply so being fruitful and multiplying means that they need to procreate but this kind of marriages that we or some people are advocating for it will defeat the purpose of procreation. I read some news article that a donkey has crossed a zebra, and the, mm. you see, and they call it, They were calling the offspring zonkey. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> so these are some of the things that I wonder how that zonkey looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you understand. Uh-huh. So all these things defeat the original purpose of God. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, you realize the Bible provides a kind of an unbroken link between what we just mentioned, the the creation itself, the fall, and then the cross that came later. I want you to expand a bit on that, uh, Frank. The, like you mentioned, there is an unbroken link between creation, the cross, the fall. Everything in it is very perfect. For instance, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, God claims that 
what he in fact after working instituting the sabbath and everything he stood back looked at everything and he said that it is very good it indicates the perfection but along the way something happened and then there was the fall but god in his own wisdom has made every necessary provision so that even when man has fallen redemption will also come and that we see the cross being typified in the animal that god sacrificed or killed to make a cloth for mankind in the garden of eden so you just summarized it but we had a state where everything was okay like if you look at our 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 lesson study talking about the fact that there was a perfect uh, environment what, what happened uh, uh, gloria what happened to this perfection and everything got so broken what happened to the perfection was the spirit of disobedience okay. because we disobeyed god's laws with our first parents adam and eve then we lost that perfect state that is how come the fall and our world now is evidence of that fall of that fallen nature sometimes we've had people living question does god really exist Uh if we claim he's a loving god why are we witnessing all these atrocities look at with this pandemic people just dying because of what the outbreak of this virus how can a loving god deal with us just watch People will say, you are praying all this while he's not hearing. How can a loving God? But it is because he created his world perfect. And if we do not like whatever we are seeing, then we should know that the uh, whatever the intensity of how uh, what sin can do to okay. us. Okay. So on the fall, whatever we are seeing around us is showing us the blight we have caused on the perfect uh, uh, creation that God Interesting, you mentioned that it looks like our own doings has brought upon us the woes we are having, especially with the pandemic. Uh, you mentioned. Let's go back to scripture and and see how maybe look at the cross because it's coming to redeem us. How does the cross come in to rectify this broken uh, agenda that we have uh, with sin? Uh, Frank, please. Like I mentioned, that the cross has been typified in the lamb that God killed in the Garden of Eden. When um, Adam and Eve sinned through disobedience, now God has killed an animal, sharing the blood of that animal for their remission, and that is exactly what is going to happen on the uh, what happened on the cross. So we see that even the creation links to the fall because it is the creation of Adam, then the wife Eve. And through Eve, disobedience went to Adam. And then another Adam has been promised to us that he is also going to take away the sin of man. Thank you so much. So we have seen how the link goes. And then we are coming back to God, redemption. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe what the question could be, what do we do to get back to Jesus Christ? Simply, uh, I don't know if you can give us an insight on that. He has given us every step, everything that we need to do. That is why we are studying about the scripture, how to interpret it, so right. that we will know how we can go back to his word. Because it is the cross that offers us the assurance of going back to creation, perfect, uh, the perfect world God created for us from the beginning. 
Thank you all so much for coming in. And our cherished friend, our time is up. We have looked at the creation, then we looked at the fall, and then the redemptive part, that is the cross, bringing us back to Jesus Christ. It's our prayer that you understand these words and apply it to your life. We ask Gloria to pray with us as we close the study. Father Lord, we thank you for the perfect word you have given us. You have every good intention for us. But we, through our own machinations, are falling into this deep sin. We don't like the state in which we are. And we thank you for even making the plans well ahead of time for us. We pray that you grant us whatever we would need, the spirit of humility to go by your word, so that we will be reunited with you at your second coming. We thank you for having heard us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, tomorrow will come your way, our cherished friend, to look at the summary of what we've done so far. Until then, stay blessed. Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849, plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com, AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa We have another segment for you and that is Present Truth You are welcome once again to present truth, the Lord is here to share His word with you. I am Pastor Stephen Okuguari. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We ask that you come and talk to us. Use me, your servant, O Lord, and let your people listen to your voice and bring healing and hope in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, Today we want to share another powerful word from, from, from God's word, the Bible. And I title it, The Anchor That Holds. The Anchor That Holds. The Bible in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 tells us, and I want to read, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. An anchor of the soul. That is sure and steadfast in the time of trouble, in these times of COVID-19, in the time when everyone is running away. What is that anchor? And who can be our anchor? I want to ask you, who is your anchor in this time of trouble? Every ship has an anchor. The anchors used in the United States Navy often weigh as 20 thousand pounds because they use big ships before these are fastened to the ship they are carefully inspected and tested because you can't take it for granted men take huge hammers and beat against them the sailors hoist those anchors to a height of 20 and 30 feet to drop them thus they make sure that they are safe when they are on the sea my question is 
Are you safe in these times of trouble? Are you safe? Do you have an uncle? Who is it? In fact, it can't be the science. It can't be the medics. It can't be our powerful men in the world. We all know they are all raising their hands in despair. They don't know what they can do again. I want to let you know that as a human being, you must and you need to have an anchor. And that anchor this afternoon I am recommending to you, friend, is the anchor of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. One who has faith in this great God of wonders will never fear. No matter the tribulation, the tribulation, no matter the turbulence, no matter how life is treating the person. In fact, when Alexander the Great at one time was sick unto death, this is a story, very real story. He received an unsigned note stating that his doctor would poison him and kill him by giving him some medicine. And so he should be very careful. That letter got to Alexander the Great. And it was shocking news. However, so sooner than later, his doctor came with a mixture of herbs and medicine for him to take. As Alexander the Great takes the medicine, he handed over the letter to his doctor. In fact, he took the medicine, believing that his doctor cannot kill him. Friends, as the doctor read, Alexander the Great also took the cup and then handed the note to his physician and took what was in the cup. While the physician was reading the same, Alexander drank this medicine. By doing this, he wanted to show that he had absolute confidence in his physician. I am asking you, in whom is your confidence? Whom do you trust in this time of pestilence, diseases that cannot be, we can't find anything to, uh, to, to fight it. The Bible says that we have an anchor, steadfast and sure, and that anchor is in the faith that we have in Jesus. If we, we are anchored in the name of Jesus Christ and his word, no matter the troubles, friends, we will be able to make it. This anchor of faith must hold to something. An anchor that is dangling in the water is of no worth. If your anchor is hanging on signs, on any other thing apart from the word of God and Jesus Christ himself, then you will fail. The anchor of our soul must be embedded in the rock of ages. Jesus Christ our Lord, the one who died and resurrected the third day and has power over death and everything. I want to encourage you this day, friend, that you find this Jesus. If we are anchored to him, there is nothing in life, nothing, even death, in, in eternity, that can pry us loose. If we have Jesus our Savior, if we trust in him, if we believe in him, if we have taken him as our personal Savior, yes, COVID-19 will be there. But we shall not fear because we know that even in death, we shall be joined with our maker. Anchor to Jesus, we are safe amid the storms of life, including diseases, sicknesses, divorce, Everything that we, you can think of in the life of man. There are storms within our conscience that is accusing us. But Jesus says, oh, we are men and he is God. If we can trust him, if we can give ourselves to him, oh, his blood will make us clean. 
no matter our sinful nature. This day, I want to recommend you to you that you take Jesus as your anchor. The, then there is, are troubles in life. When there are troubles in life, take him. When one evil after another falls on you like it did on Job, trust Jesus. Even in this period, when we are all trembling, we don't know where to go, the Lord Jesus is ready to save us. It is my prayer, friend, that you shall look for this Jesus. Call him and invite him into your life. He is ready to save you. The anchor that holds is that man Jesus. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that you have provided for us an anchor that is steadfast and sure in the name of Jesus Christ, in the person of Jesus our Lord. Father, let us know him. Let us trust him. Let us believe in him and live by his words so that we shall be saved no matter the troubles. Thank you for an answered prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friend, I am still Pastor Stephen Opukuare. God bless you. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849. Plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumasi, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana. Voice of hope. Voice of hope.